All right, Great Force, this is episode number 38. We have left off last day. We are uh, telling the story from August's perspective now. He has gone to the nature retreat with his friends from school. Um, they are in the field ready to watch a movie, and the lights have gone out, and it's very dark, and the big screen has just come on, and he has told us that it looks like Star Wars, The Close Encounters, or from a movie called Close Encounters. So this next chapter is called Be Kind to Nature. An announcement came over the huge speakers next to the stadium lights. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the 23rd annual Big Movie Night at the Broadwood Nature Reserve. Welcome teachers and students from MS 342, the William Heath School. A big cheer went up on the left side of the field. Welcome teachers and students from Glover Academy. Another cheer went up, this time from the right side of the field. And welcome teachers and students from the Beecher Prep School. Our whole group cheered as loudly as we could. We're thrilled to have you as our guests here tonight and thrilled the weather is cooperating. cooperating. In fact, can you believe what a beautiful night this is? Again, everyone hooped and hollered. So as we prepare the movie, we do ask that you take a few moments to listen to this important announcement. The Burwood Nature Reserve, as you know, is dedicated to preserving our natural resources and the environment. We ask that you leave no litter behind, clean up after yourselves, be kind to nature, and it will be kind to you. We ask that you keep that in mind as you walk around the grounds do not venture beyond the orange cones at the edges of the fairgrounds. Do not go into the cornfields or the woods. Please keep the free, ro free roaming to a minimum. Even if you don't feel like watching the movie, your fellow students may feel otherwise. So please be courteous. No talking, no playing music, no running around. The restrooms are located on the other side of the concession stands. After the movie is over, it will be quite dark, so we all ask that you stay with your schools as you make your way back to your buses. Teachers, there's usually at least one lost party on Big Movie Night. Don't let it happen to you. Tonight's movie presentation will be The Sound of Music. I immediately started clapping, even though I had seen it a few times before, because it was Via's favorite movie of all time. But I was surprised that a whole bunch of kids, not from Beecher, booed and hissed and laughed. Someone from the right side of the field even threw a soda can at the screen, which seemed to surprise Mr. Trishman. I saw him stand up and look in the direction of the can thrower, though I knew he couldn't see anything in the dark. The movie started playing right away. The stadium lights dimmed. Maria the nun was standing at the top of the mountain, twirling around and around. It had gotten chilly all of a sudden, so I put on my yellow Montu hoodie and adjusted the volume on my hearing aids and leaned against my backpack and started watching. The hills are alive. All right, next chapter, the woods are alive. Somewhere around the boring part where the guy named Rolf and the oldest daughter are singing, you are 16, going on 17, Jack nudged me. Dude, I've got a pee, he said. We both got up kind of hopscotched over the kids who were sitting or lying down in the sleeping bags. Summer waved as we passed, and I waved back. There were lots of kids from the other schools walking around by the food trucks, playing the carnival games, or just hanging out. Of course, there was a huge line for the toilets. Forget this. I'll just find a tree, said Jack. That's gross, Jack. Let's just wait, I answered. But he headed off to the row of trees at the edge of the field, which was past the orange cones that were specifically told not to pass. And of course, I followed him. And of course, we didn't have our flashlights because we forgot to bring them. It was so dark now, we literally couldn't see 10 steps ahead of us as we walked toward the woods. Luckily, the movie gave off some light. So when we saw a flashlight coming toward us out of the woods, we knew immediately that it was Henry, Miles, and Amos. I guess they hadn't wanted to wait in line to use the toilets either. Miles and Henry were still not talking to Jack, but Amos had let go of the war a while ago. And he nodded hello to us as they passed by. Be careful of the bear, shouted Henry. And he and Miles laughed as they walked away. Amos shook his head at us like, don't pay any attention to them. Jack and I walked a little farther until we could 
until we were just inside the woods. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then Jack hunted around for the perfect tree and finally did his business, though it felt like he was taking forever. The woods were loud with strange sounds and chirps and croaks, like a wall of noise coming out of the trees. Then we started hearing loud snaps not far from us, almost like cap gun pops that definitely weren't insect noises. And far away, like in another world, we could hear raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Ah, that's much better, said Jack, zipping up. Now I have to pee, I said, which I did on the nearest tree. No way I was going farther in like Jack did. Do you smell that? Like firecrackers, he said, coming over to me. Oh yeah, that's what that is, I answered, zipping up weird. Let's go. All right, this one's called Alien. We headed back the way we came in the direction of the giant screen. That's when we walked straight into a group of kids we didn't know. They had just come out of the woods doing stuff I'm sure they didn't want their teachers to know about. I could smell the smoke now, the smell of both firecrackers and cigarettes. They pointed a flashlight at us. They were, there were six of them, four boys and two girls. They looked like they were in the seventh grade. What school are you from? One of the boys called out. Feature prep, Jack started to answer, when all of a sudden one of the girls started screaming. Oh my God, she shrieked holding her hand over her eyes like she was crying. I figured maybe a huge bug had just fallen into her face or something. No way, one of the boys cried out, and he started flicking his hand in the air like he had just touched something hot, and then he covered his mouth. No way, man, no way. All of them started half laughing and half covering their eyes now, pushing each other and cursing loudly. What is that, said the kid who was pointing the flashlight at us. And it was only then that I realized that the flashlight was pointed right at my face. And what they were talking about, screaming about, it was me. Let's get out of here, Jack said to me quietly. And he pulled me by my sweatshirt sleeve and started walking away from them. Wait, 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 yelled the guy with the flashlight, cutting us off. He pointed the flashlight right in my face again. And now he was about five feet away. Oh, man, oh, man, he said, shaking his head, his mouth wide open. What happened to your face? Stop it, Eddie, said one of the girls. I didn't know we were watching Lord of the Rings tonight, he said. Look, guys, it's Gollum. This made his friends hysterical. Again, we tried to walk away from them, and again, the kid named Eddie cut us off. He was at least a head taller than Jack, who was about a head taller than me, so the guy looked huge to me. No, man, it's alien, said one of the other kids. No, 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 man, it's an orc, laughed Eddie, pointing the flashlight in my face again. This time, he was right in front of us. Leave him alone, okay, said Jack, pushing the hand, holding the flashlight away. Make me, answered Eddie, pointing the flashlight in Jack's face now. What's your problem, dude, said Jack. Your boyfriend's my problem. Jack, let's just go, I said, pulling him by the arm. Oh, man, it talks, screamed Eddie, shining the flashlight in my face again. Then one of the other guys threw a firecracker at our feet. Jack tried to push past Eddie, but Eddie shoved his hands into Jack's shoulder and pushed him hard, which made Jack fall backward. Eddie, screamed one of the girls. Look, I said, stepping in front of Jack and holding my hands up in the air like a traffic cop. We're a lot smaller than you guys. Are you talking to me, Freddy Krueger? I don't think you want to mess with me, you ugly freak, said Eddie. And this was the point where I knew I should run away as fast as I could. But Jack was still on the ground and I wasn't about to leave him. Yo, dude, said a new voice behind us. What's up, man? Eddie spun around and pointed his flashlight toward the voice. For a second, I couldn't believe who it was. Leave them alone, dude, said Amos with Miles and Henry right behind him. Says who, said one of the guys with Eddie. Just leave them alone, dude, Amos repeated calmly. Are you a freak too, said Eddie. They're all a bunch of freaks, said one of his friends. Amos didn't answer then, but looked at us. Come on, guys, let's go. Mr. Tushman's waiting for us. I knew that was a lie, but I helped Jack get up and we started walking over to Amos. 
And out of the blue, the Eddie guy grabbed my hood as I passed by him, yanking it really hard so I was pulled backward and fell flat on my back. It was a hard fall, and I heard and I hurt my elbow pretty bad on a rock. I couldn't really see what happened afterward except that Amos rammed into the Eddie guy like a monster truck, and they both fell down to the ground next to me. Everything got really crazy after that. Someone pulled me up. Someone pulled me up by my sleeve and yelled, "Run!" And someone else screamed, "Got him!" At the same time, in a few seconds, in and for a few seconds, I actually had two people pulling the sleeves of my sweatshirt in opposite directions. I heard them both cursing until my sweatshirt ripped, and the first guy yanked me by my arm and started pulling me behind him as we ran, which I did as fast as I could. I could hear footsteps just behind us chasing us, and voices shouting and girls screaming. But it was so dark, I didn't know whose voices they were, only that everything felt like we were underwater. We were running like crazy, and it was pitch black, and whenever I started to slow down, the guy pulling me by my arm would yell, don't stop. All right, we're going to stop there for today.